I'm excited to be offering a new weekly segment on the show called Ask Jan, where I'm answering a listener question. And this week's question is, how can I concisely state who it is that I serve? Let's unpack it. Have you been working hard to turn your professional expertise into a business that lights you up? Like you know it's time to make big things happen for yourself, but you need a little guidance to build a solid foundation and to show up online without impacting your credibility. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After a 20-year career as an award-winning business strategist, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Welcome to No BS Business School. Let's get started. Hi, Jan. This is Robin Sessoms from RYS Coaching Solutions. You can find my handle on Instagram at coach.robin.sessoms. I was wondering if you can help me to more concisely state who I serve. I have been struggling with this for a, a couple months now, and you and I have even talked about it before. It is very clear in my mind who I serve. I'm just struggling to make it say it in a concise manner so that whomever I'm speaking with can understand it and, and they can also see it the way that I see it. Any tips you can give me to help me, that would be great because I've been stuck here for quite a while. Thank you, Jan. Thanks so much for the question, Robin. And I feel like this is a question that a lot of us struggle with in business, which is how do I explain who it is that I serve and what it is that I do to help them? And for me, the answer is kind of a combination of two specific areas of business that you really need to unpack. One is identifying who your ideal customer avatar is, which we'll talk about. And then the other is understanding how to write a very strong value proposition. And when you take the two and put them together, that's when the magic starts to happen and you gain so much clarity in your business because you know who you're serving, how you're helping them, and what that value is that you can provide to them that is completely unique to you and can't be copied or duplicated by a competitor. So let's start looking at breaking down how to identify your ideal customer avatar first, and then we'll move on to a value proposition from there. ICA work is taught everywhere in the online space. It is not was not invented in the online space, but it is very commonly taught here. And how it's generally taught is on a very superficial level where you want to go in and think about what type of brands do they usually buy or what color is their hair or what kind of car do they drive? Where do they live? What specific area of a, the city do they live in? And for the most part, none of those things actually matter unless you have a very niche specific business that you it would then connect to. Like if you were a hairstylist, it kind of does matter what color their hair is. But if you're doing something like what I do, it's completely irrelevant. What you should be focused on if you really want to narrow down understanding who it is that you serve in a very niched way is going to be looking at these specific areas. The first thing you want to look at are general demographics. And this is an overview of your entire target market. When you look at your business, whether you have an active business now or you're looking at a business that you're trying to create and get lifted off the ground, who is it that you serve or want to serve? 
And I also see a lot of people do this when they're looking at ages where they're talking about, oh, well, I serve people from the ages of 20 to 60. Do not do that because the problems that people are facing in their 20s are not the same problems that people are facing in their 60s. You need to kind of get it down into more of a general demographic where there's shared concern or shared issue happening. So for me, my general demographic is 35 to 55, but I predominantly serve women who are in their 40s. And across that board, the problems are pretty similar still within those age age ranges. Like they start sometimes younger, they're a bit different than they are at the other end of our life. But generally, it's a spectrum. Like at 35, I'm trying to figure out how to run a business with a little person in my house. And at 55, I might be trying to figure out how do I start a business now that I'm becoming an empty nester. Different, yet easy to bring together. I'd recommend also looking at things like where do they live as far as general demographics? Again, go country-wise. Are they very much U.S.-based? Are they regional? Are you looking to build a business where you're serving people in your backyard? What level of education do they have? How do they vote if that's relevant? How do they self-identify? And I think that's a really important thing that a lot of people overlook is how does our ideal customer self-identify? Just to use another example, if they're business owners, do they call themselves business owners? Do they identify as entrepreneurs? Do they identify as female founders? They all have very different connotations to them. So you really kind of need to narrow down if someone was going to say to, to, to you, if you ask the question, how do you identify? Like what words or terms do you use to explain yourself? What would they say back? Because those are the things you want to be putting into your ideal customer description. Next, take a look at personality trends. Is there something, again, that commonly brings together all of the people that you serve? Are they all outgoing? Are they adventurous? Are they type A? Are they ready for change? I use the term powerhouse when I describe the women I work with because for me, many of the women coming in are starting or trying to scale businesses for very personal reasons, but they are fully in. They're invested. They have incredible clout behind them that they've brought in either from their careers, their education, or from lib knowledge. And now they're trying to align that expertise into a business model. And they're not mucking about, like they're here to play. So with your own people, what kind of personality traits tend to pop up? And then how are some of those core beliefs that they have resonating both for you, but also how does that come across to them, to that specific market you're looking at targeting? Are there certain values, certain things in their life that really hold a tremendous amount of importance to them? And then the last two things you want to be looking at are your pain points and your current situation that your ideal customer is living in. So the pain points is what people pay us to solve. As you start out with a general demographic, you want to start narrowing this down to start thinking about how this represents in one single person. And that's when the pain points start to become very important. So if we go back and look at my target market, which is 35 to 55, how did I narrow down to one ideal person? And that came from really doing some deep diving into a lot of the people that I've worked with in the past and pulling out those specific pain points that resonate across the board. Lack of time, lack of clarity, a fear of failing, and overwhelm. The women I work with don't tend to come in and 
question whether they're good enough at what they do to be able to say, can I build a business doing this? They know, like they know they're good at what they do and they're pretty unapologetic about it. And I love that. But what they get overwhelmed by or afraid of is the business side of it. I've heard more often than I can count, I have no business running a business. And so that pain point is something that I pull out and I talk to on a regular basis because I want to get rid of that worry so that the women I work with can just run, just go out there, make money, scale their business and do the things in their life they want to do because of the income they've made from that business. So in your own demographic, what are those specific pain points that you can solve and you understand and you can serve to on a regular basis? And then lastly, take a look at the current situation of what your target market looks like or your ideal customer if you've narrowed it down enough by now. How are they currently operating? How are they living life? What are they doing that is a mistake they keep repeating over and over again? And what is that ultimate desire that they want to achieve and that they're actively out there looking for someone to help them reach this? Like in the online space, this is called the big transformation. But all of us, every single one of us has a vision of how we want our life to look in relation to that problem that we cannot figure out how to get rid of. And so we need to understand what their vision is and how they define having a fully complete life with that problem removed. Is that ultimate desire, does it have to do with something financial? Is it personal? Is it mindset? Is it confidence-based? Is it a sense of true fulfillment? Those are the things you need to start unpacking first before you can move on and write yourself a really strong value proposition, which I'm going to teach you how to do that now. A value proposition is what uniquely defines your business and what makes you different from your competition. And this is one of the things that almost everyone is missing in their business. It is rarely taught. It's often taught that you don't actually need it, which is not true. Because without having this defined, people won't have a reason to work with you. And I would argue that this is the single most important part of your business planning after defining the problem that you solve and who your ideal customer is. And now your value proposition isn't a slogan or a tagline or a positioning statement. Those are all important, but they're not the same as a value prop. And your value proposition is where you want to focus on the promise of the value you are offering to your customer. It's the why behind their motivation to work with you. And it's your elevator pitch. It's the one sentence you should be able to outline to your ideal customer that explains how, what, and the why of your business in relation to their needs. And that's key. Remember that their needs not your own. And now when you're writing your value proposition, which is one single sentence, again, I'm going to say that this is not two, three, or four sentences, and it's certainly not a paragraph. It's the thing that you say when someone says, what do you do for a living? And it should clearly explain three things, how your product or services solve a problem or improves life for your ideal customer, which is why we did all that talking beforehand, because we need to know what those problems are, and what the outcome is they're looking for. Second, you need to outline what specific benefits your customers can expect when they work from you. And lastly, 
It should say why someone should buy from you and not your competition. And the key to a strong value prop is focusing on your customer's needs, not on your product or your service. And the good news about this is there's actually a simple formula to follow. And I call that the who, what benefit model. I help who to do what so that they benefit how. First, you need to address the who, which is starting off by defining who your audience is. This is where you need to be clear and concise about who you serve. So going back to outlining your ideal customer avatar is going to be where this all starts to make a lot more sense. And you're going to use it to shape your specific customer niche. Do you help overwhelmed mothers? Do you help powerhouse women? Do you help burnt out service providers? What are the words that they would use to describe themselves? And let's mirror that right back. And next, you want to ask yourself, what do you want people to know you for? And I talk about this with so many of the women I work with. We talk about it in Legacy. We talk about it in Intentional Action Academy. What do you want to be known for? Remember, don't focus on your product or your service when you're answering this question. You want to focus on what you're promoting in relation to the problem that exists in your customer's life that you and you alone are able to solve. And you can use strong words when you're writing this part of your value proposition, like help or teach, offer, support, align, allow. They're all good words. The key is in finding something that, again, can string together the who and the what, which is what leads to the benefit. And when you're trying to define what is it that the benefits are, the easiest thing to do is just start brain dumping. List out all of the benefits that you can think of that your business offers to your ideal customer and narrow it down to the one or two most compelling ones. Will they make more money when they work with you? Will they find more time for their children? Will they find more time for themselves? Will they finally be able to master a skill or fulfill a dream that they've always had? What is that benefit that you offer? And be specific. After you've completed your value proposition, it will become the most predominant sentence on your website and the thing that you say over and over and over again. And it takes a lot of work. I'll be honest. This is probably one of the most difficult things to do in business, which is why it's so important. So when you're thinking about how can I concisely state who I serve, how I help them and why I'm different, let's go back to this model. I help who to do what so they benefit how. It's essentially the promise you're making to the people you serve. What you promise them is what will draw them to you. And the fun thing about this is you can have it as a really formal sentence and then you can even get it narrowed down into something that just comes out of your mouth in a much more conversational style. For example, I show powerhouse women how to make money through the mindset, habits, and systems they need to close deals Monday to Friday so they can pour intentional time into what matters to them most. And when I just want to be easy peasy about it, I always say, I help wicked smart women make a lot of money. Thanks again for the question, Robin, and I hope that helped. And I know you're going to get this figured out because the work that you do is so incredibly important. 
As I mentioned at the top of the episode, this is going to become a new weekly series on the podcast. And every Friday, I will be answering a listener question. So if you'd like to submit a question, all you need to do is go to janditchfield.co forward slash ask Jan and just follow the instructions that are there waiting for you. And there's even a little script to help you if you have some trouble trying to figure out how to put it all together. So that's it for this week. And as always, stay resilient. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishfield.co. Stay resilient and I'll catch you on the next episode.